Hi guys, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today I'm having coffee with Mariana. Mariana is a 19-year-old creative who moved to the U.S. at the age of 15 and has progressively been building a social media presence. She always tries to portray herself as real as she can online and shares both the good and the bad sides of life. She is currently working a nine-to-five job, has her own brand, Casa Lunetta, and is preparing to start college next spring. Welcome to the show, Mariana. How are you doing today? Thank you, Bobby. I'm so excited to be here. Um, thank you for having me because um, this is, I feel like it's going to be like a before and after kind of experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the first time I've heard that, you know, before the show, after the show. So we'll have yes. to see, we'll have to see your opinion of uh, what it's like after. Uh, that's awesome. So what's new happening your way in your world right now? Well, right now I'm preparing to go to college. Um, I'll start like in the middle of January and then I'll move to another city, which is um, something I'm really excited about. Um, as you mentioned in, in the intro, um, I moved from Venezuela, um, which is located in South America for the people that might not know. And um, it's just like more changes, but I'm like getting used to them, which is awesome. Diving into this on the changes, my life has been full of changes over the years, but I can't imagine at 15 years old, that's when you moved to the U.S., right? Yes. So life as you knew it completely flipped on its head then, moved to the U.S., you're currently in Miami now, whole new culture, new subsect of life, trying to figure things out. How was that? How was that transition for you, especially because you were going straight into high school, right? Yes, I, I was going to sophomore year and it was crazy. Like I cannot even begin to like describe the experience because at first I was like new to everything and I was like happy and excited and trying to adjust to this new system. Well, because the school system here is really different from the one I had. Um, so it was very like, I, I would say easy at first, but then when the months started to like go and time was passing by, I was like, oh, like this is real. Cause I was like processing like the whole experience and, and then it was, it hit me and it was so hard. Like I, I, I would like to say that it, it wasn't, but it, it the minute that I was like, I had some friends visiting me here and I saw them and I had so much fun with them and they had to leave again back home. And the minute I understood that I like, I didn't have them with me, it was like crushing because I was 15 and I was like so vulnerable. And like, for me, my friends were, were like everything to me and to come here and have to like make new friends, which it has been an amazing experience, but really tough at first. Um, it's been, yeah, like I think four years ago. Yeah, because I'm 19. So I'm almost about to have like four years in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I can relate to this on a different level, but it was of my choosing. So when I finished my undergraduate degree when I was 21 here in the U.S., I decided to move to Barcelona, Spain and do my master's over there. And I had studied abroad the year before for just two months. I knew some people, but I had no clue what I was getting myself into. And, you know, when you're without family, my closest friend at the time, like he eventually moved to France at the end of my time in Barcelona. But you're right, like everybody's an eight hour flight away. You have to figure life out on your own. And even if you have family around you, like it's a new experience for your parents as well. So everybody's in this mode of like, we're gonna figure it out, we're gonna try it. And it's a huge learning curve, but I can say after I've done it, it was one of the most life-changing experiences for me. 
Yes. Like at the moment, I would say like maybe a year after I moved, I wasn't as appreciative of the opportunity as I'm now. Like right now, I couldn't be more grateful and more excited to like what the future holds because I think that now I have all the like amazing opportunities at hand and I have all this um, resources that I didn't have back home and I wouldn't have right now if I were there. So um, it's like really good to be here and it's just amazing. Like right now I'm having like the best time, although like the first two years were really rough. And it always comes like that with whatever new things we do. Like you have to go through those rough patches. And as many people always portray, like I always compare it to like from gravel country roads to like paved highways. Like you think from the ground running, it's going to be life as this paved highway and it's going to be super easy and you're going to make it and get there. But there are so many bumpy roads at the very beginning. You don't know how much gravel is getting kicked up, what your car, what's going to happen to you, what road you're going to take. Um, but it is these moments help define you later in life. And you may not yeah. fully see it yet, but when you look back on it, you're like, I know this is why it had to happen this way. Yes, for sure. I think I actually do see it right now because I now understand that even for me, it's really hard to like accept changes and to like transition from one thing to another. Like I've discovered that I have that in my personality that I'm just like, sometimes I avoid changing because I'd rather be safe um, and rather be comfortable. But every time I take like the leap of faith and I make that, like I take the first steps, then everything gets running and everything gets like way better. Like as I said before, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I wouldn't move here. Like moving here was something that gave me so many things that I wouldn't be here, like honestly. So let's talk about that move. At the time, were you like super excited to move to the US? What emotions were going through your mind? Do you still have a lot of family back in Venezuela or is most of your family here? What's this, that, what did it feel like at that time? Well, at that time, it's funny because I was so excited and happy to move. It was very sudden because the reason why we moved is because my family won the green card there. So we had to do all this um, process, but it was kind of like a lottery. We mm -hmm. didn't plan this. So it's just like, hi, you won the, the green card. You just have to like do the steps and you'll come here. And um, at that time, my family was going through like a really hard economic situation. The whole country is mm -hmm. was going, but like my family was um, in trouble, I would say. And then I was like so happy because I would, tell myself like listen if you move you're going to be able to work and get a new phone if you want to like you could travel if you want to like all these things if you work because back there even if you work you're, you don't have the resources to do all these things so I would tell my mom like mom I'm so excited like let's go like I cannot wait and then we came here and it was very lonely the first month then I started high school and then I met all these cool people but then I realized I started like comparing my life here with my life there at the moment. I would say like two years ago, I was comparing both things. And my friends back there were like um, graduating from high school because they do like a year less than here. They don't do senior year. So at the time, I would say, yeah, I was super excited. And then I don't know, everything changed for me. Like it, it was a roller coaster for sure. You mentioned something that's so key that happens to all of us, no matter whether we're going through changes or new life transitions or just a new job or circumstance. We always compare back to the past of like, what would it be like if I were still there in Venezuela? What would it be like if I still had this other job? What would it be like if, 
what was that turning point for you that you had to get your mindset to be present and not always going back to the comparison mode? Well, if I'm honest, there was a time, as I said, that some friends visited me and mm -hmm. then they left. And that just like really broke my heart because that when it hit me that I'm not going to be able to see my friends as often as I would want to. And it hit me. It also hit me the fact that I would compare those friends with my current friends at that time. So I would say like, these people know me since I was a little kid. Like they know me so well. They love me. Like I love them. Like just a beautiful friendship. And with the friends at the time, they were great too, but we just literally met. So it's what it was like a friendship of less than a year. Mm -hmm. So it's just not comparable. But at the time I was doing that. So those months, months were really hard. And then I started going to therapy because I needed it. And that since that moment, it has been amazing because that's when I started working the fact that both things were not comparable. Like you cannot compare those friends with this friends. Like your life changed. That's what my therapist would say. Like your life changed. So you have to, you know, move forward and understand that the resources you have now are the ones you have. Like you cannot think about the things you had before. Just like think what's on your plate right now. And like, use that as your tools. And this goes for all of us right now, like not just you going through a move, but this is like full on therapy session for whoever is listening because <laughs> you're preaching truth here. Like this past year from March, 2020 to where we are at today, I will venture to say that probably the vast majority, 90% of people, life has transformed and transitioned and changed in more ways than they could have ever imagined over the past year. And you can sit there in the moment that we're here in January, 2021 and say, I wish I still had my life that it was in January of 2020. It was so great then. I had it all and look at where I'm at now and do this comparison. But you're preaching the truth here that the tools have changed. Circumstances have changed. And what happens happened for a reason, whether or not we accept it right at this moment or not, but there is a reason why everything happened. But if you want to progress your life and continue on, you've got to learn how to roll with the punches and accept what's being given to you right now. Exactly. Because if not, you're probably going to end up being unhappy because you're not going to like accept the new reality that's going on in your life. Like I didn't choose to move here. It's something that it was giving to me. And I'm grateful that at the moment when I would like literally cry and tell my mom, please let me go back home. I'll be there for a year and then I'll come back. And she would say, no, because you're not going to lose your residency. You're not going to lose this opportunity. I'm grateful she was there for me and for me to go through that rough patch that I needed to go through and then like see the light at the end of the tunnel that was uh, like the reason why I'm here like so happy to be in the United States and I don't know if you've looked at this yet or looked at this perspective but you're happy to be here now have you looked at the perspective of if you would have stayed in Venezuela how much life would be different for you today Yes, I, I try not to think about that as many times. Like my mom always says, like, if we were there, like if we wouldn't have moved, we probably would have going through like serious, like problems, like 
maybe we wouldn't have food, like stuff like that. And I just tell her like, we wouldn't know because this is what life brought us. Like, this is what happened. So maybe, yes, maybe you, you've gotten like another opportunity there. Like we wouldn't know, you know? So I don't try to think like, what could have happened? Like, this is what happened. This is our life. So let's just accept what it is, you know? And this happened for a reason. It brought you to Miami. It brought you yes. to the place where you're at today and getting ready for college. And it connected us together, um, which who knows? With the internet, it could have still happened, but here we are, like you said. And we have to roll with those punches. Let's talk about school for a bit. What are you looking forward to studying or do you know or moving? What's the, what do you feel like? Well, that was also a roller coaster because I feel like my whole life I've been going through these phases in all in all aspects, like not only um school wise, but in other aspects of my life. Um, at first, when I was little, I was very young. I wanted to be a fashion designer. I think that's what every girl wants. And then I was like, I don't know how to draw. So I don't think that's a good idea. So then I started changing and evolving. And um, for a long time, my family and friends have always told me, like, you should, you know, study journalism or something like that, because you're like so good with cameras and like talking with people like you should totally do that. And I'm not as passionate in that as I am with what I'm going to study that is advertising. Um, that makes literally my heart full. It makes me so happy. And I love um, the idea of working and like building strategies for brands to like get to people and, and yeah, like solve problems and I would say that I want to be like the art director, not the graphic designer or like the copywriter, but like the one that's like playing the, making the chess moves. <laughs> yeah, it, I will tell you this. I was in event marketing for years and I've seen it, it from a world that I didn't ever really study marketing and it just sort of evolved and happened. And I'm super grateful that it did. And that insight that it's given me on like advertising and brands and how we get to see the sponsored content that we see on whether it's Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or in real life sponsorship events. Um, that whole world is a roller coaster in and of itself. I don't know if you've spoken to anybody in the advertising world, but for those of you who are watching and you're like, oh, it's going to be such an easy ride. Like it's a, your typical nine to five. No, no, no. no. Um, uh, it is by far different from that. There might be some agencies that will let, still somewhat have that on most of the projects that I've ever worked in the live event space, it's very much hands-on, like people are working tons of hours and you have to be dedicated to it of, you know, like seeing what connects with the consumers and how to engage people and how to make the flow. And no matter if it's a print advertisement or digital or live event space or radio, audio, you name it, there's a rhyme and a reason to it. Um, but the insight that you have for it is key. And I don't know if anybody's told you this or not, but like growing up, you know, having that experience in Venezuela, being bilingual, living in Miami, like, you know what hits with the Latino culture and how things stick. And there's a huge void. I see it in advertising all the time. They're like, oh, I can just take this ad and whatever, however it says it in English and just translate it. And I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> like I, I know Spanish. I'm not 
from Latin America or anything, but I know enough that like some of this stuff doesn't resonate the same way <laughs> of like, you can't connect the dots that way. Like advertising is a whole other can of worms of like what I see and what connects with me is different from what my friends in Mexico connect with for sure like that's that happens a lot like I see it all the time not only like in advertising but they try to like google translate it somehow and you see it like there are many like things that they don't match with with what we want like what we want to hear um actually like my dream is to have my own media agency but I always say like in order to have it I want to like study first college here and then probably do my master's somewhere someplace else maybe Europe maybe um Asia or like go like study in different places so I can understand different markets because it's like different worlds and it runs so different that you couldn't even compare them like yeah here in the U.S., uh, we like to sponsor out everything and every inch of everything. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Talladega Nights with, I think it was Will Ferrell who was in it, um, but he is a NASCAR race car driver and he's mm-hmm. losing losing money for his team and he decides on his own he's going to sell every inch of his NASCAR race car windshield out as sponsorship. And he's like, I've got an inch of a window. That's all I can see. (laughs) And that's how I feel sometimes here is like, everything can get sponsored out. Everybody's looking like, oh, there's spot for an advertisement. Oh, we can place it here. We can place it here. But in other countries, it's not the same. Not the same. And I think that's why it's getting more um, light on it. Like people are starting to understand how hard it is to um make like a a banner like a poster like everything has a meaning and everything has a reason I think that's what makes me more like passionate the most because I see like an an ad and I would think of all the things that went through it like like what's Mm -hmm. behind it to understand like what's the mind of like the people that um made it all of them because there's the like magazines even like the photo shoots and the the meaning the words the everything like everything has a meaning and I love it like I I just want to like start studying (laughs) Ooh, well I can see by being social media savvy and you're building an online presence there like you've got it in you and you've got that zest for it And that creative fire helps immensely in the world of advertising. And you're going to bring a fresh light to it. So diving into the social media side of things, what do you love to share? I love that question because I love to share like my life in a way that people can relate to it. Um, I try to show everything like my good side my bad side my days of like happiness and my days of not so happy moments Um, but it's been really hard for me to like choose a path where to go to because I've been watching all these people and following so many people and I see that what most people do is that they have like a niche right and they like choose one and they go through it and for me it's been really hard to like choose one of those things because I feel like I can just show everything I try to show like how my processes are going like I showed um the apartments I was looking at when moving to this new city I show how I'm learning um, of how to invest and I don't tell them how to, but I'm learning. Um, I don't tell them how I'm learning how to invest, but I show them like what I'm doing. Like, listen, I read this book, like mm-hmm. you can read it and stuff like that. So I'm always telling people how 
everything is just a process and how you have to fall in love with it and not just the end result because that's not going to drive you anywhere, you know? I love how you said that. It's, you have to have joy in the journey. You have to have those moments that you celebrate the process. You celebrate the small ones. You are in the moment. Yes, it could be really difficult one day. I know I show a really optimistic, positive side on social media, but you're right. We all have these days where you're like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where I'm moving to. I don't know what's going on. And then I'm like, okay, I just have to get grounded again. Uh, let me bring me back to center. I know I'm here for a reason, even though I want some things to work faster and it's going at snail's pace. Um, but I know that it's happening at the right time. But sharing these moments and being raw and vulnerable online is one of the beauties that is often overlooked by so many. Everybody's looking at this device as a highlight reel and posting, you know, oh, I'm out at the local coffee shop today and hanging out, but I didn't tell you I was eating ramen for dinner and saved all my money for this. Or, you know, like the raw moments help define us and help bring people to us and resonate with our stories. And there's so much beauty in the journey if we just learn to share it. Totally, totally. Because many people, and I, and I say it because I do this myself, and is that I watch other people's stories and I see that all they post is like all this success and, and being like so perfect. And I'm like, whoa, like I wish my life was like theirs. But then you don't get to see what their real life is like. I usually post stories like I'm so excited to go like to move to Gainesville. I'm like talking about it. But then I also say like, listen, two days ago, I wasn't like this. I wasn't this excited. Like I was crying with my mom telling her like, I don't know if this is the right choice. I don't know if I'm doing this thing right. Maybe the safe thing to do is to stay here with you forever <laughs> and just <laughs> do that. <laughs> but um, but I try to tell everything, especially because it applies to literally all processes, like all journeys, fitness journeys, and like um, professional journeys, school, like friends, relationships. Like it's not all good and it's not all like easy breezy things. Yeah, especially other people's stories where they're like, oh, my house is so perfect, it's so big, I've got all this space, <laughs> and I've seen it, and I'm like, ooh, having a house would be nice, or having space, mm. I lived suitcase life for 10 years, so like, and this past year and a half, or like when I was on the road, mostly full-time, so up till... I was traveling pretty much until the end of February, 2020. And my boyfriend and I were traveling together. We went to a variety of other countries and we did it all. People thought we were like living some extravagant life because we'd be in a new country and new hotels and things like that. But the reality is like we worked 10 years, we banked all of our hotel and air miles points and we're taking free flights wherever we can because we haven't decided where to move to and to have rent. So we've got one suitcase to our name each and a couple items here in Indianapolis and a couple items in Texas. And everybody's like, oh, you're living the dream. Like traveling is great, but you know, and then you look at these people are like, oh, I have a house and I have a kitchen and I've got all this space. And I'm like, what happened to my life? <laughs> like they're two separate tracks and you have to bring it back to the reality of, you know, where you are at, you're there for a reason. And exactly. like one person's highlight reel 
does not determine my self-worth. Yes, I think that's why I'm always, like, I love the idea of writing things down and, like, writing what your purpose is at the moment, like, what you're doing, why you're doing things, because we usually get so distracted with people's lives, not only on social media, but also, like, I don't know, like, talking with a friend and she's telling you all this things about her life that are great and amazing and maybe you're not going through the best time of your life but you just have to like go back to your lane and think okay I'm doing this why am I doing this am I happy is this my priority do I have other priorities because at the end of the day we always have a choice to make you know like maybe I don't have the best maybe I'm not going to have the best room in Gainesville maybe I'm not going to live in the biggest room with the and have the biggest car I chose not to have a car I'm, I'm going there and just use the bus and see what rides I can get yeah. but I chose that because I'm, I'm choosing what to do with my money but I had a choice to make like if I wanted to have a car then I would have to work more and and see what like where am I gonna get that money but the choice was there it's not like someone's forcing me to do all these things So when you talk to other people and they're telling you things that you might want, you just have to like rethink and say, okay, I want those things, but they're not my priority right now. So let's just keep moving forward. And one day I'll get those. Like it's, we're not like rushing here. And it will happen in due time. Like that's one of those things that I keep telling myself, like in due time, we'll get there. And it is a process. And like we said before, it's the beauty and the journey. And I want to say this, Mariana, you are so wise beyond your age. Like you're speaking to everybody here who's listening to this and they're like, I'm 50 years old and I never realized. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like some of this stuff we get so wrapped up in and you know, you're like, oh, my friend's doing this. So they're doing these great things. And where am I? And then the comparison game starts. But yeah. you're right. When we stay in our lane and support them if, on their wins and that they have this great life and come back to center and say, you know what? This is my priority. This is where I, how I'm going to get there. Sure, it may twist and turn and take a different fork, but it's going to lead me to the place that I need to be at. Exactly. Exactly. So you've also started this new brand, Casa Lunetta. Um, I took a look at a little bit of it. Do you want to explain more to the audience about what this is, why you started it? Yes, I would love to, especially because I feel like I haven't been able to um, show as much as I would or maybe define the brand as, as much as I would want to. So Casa Luneta is for me, like, I want it to be like a safe place for all women. Um, I just like so passionate about like us as a gender, like I find it so inspiring how we're so strong and we do all these things. And at the end of the day, we get so judged and criticized for, for choosing things for one or the other. Like, it doesn't matter what we do, we're, we tend to get very judged. So Um, I just want it to be like a place where girls and women can like come here and just talk about like how they are and how they feel and not being like having that fear of, of not, um, of getting judged or criticized. So I sell, um, hair scarves, Mm -hmm. which is like the product. And my problem right now is that I have no idea how to sell. Like, I feel like so hard. Um, I think I have this all meaning and all this purpose behind the brand, but I have to like start, you know, getting to know how, how to sell because at the end of the day, this is not going to work if I don't like uh, make some profit out of it. So, um, but yeah, it's meant for women and it's meant for um, grow as a, as a team and as a family, all of us. Oh, I love it. Okay. Let's do some real life business advice here for you today. So yes, from marketing backgrounds and 
I don't know if you know this or some of the others listening to this, but I love to flip items. Like that's one of those things that I'm always looking for, you know, stuff that's on sale, stuff I can flip on Facebook or eBay. And as much as I would say my boyfriend loves it, he also sort of hates it because he never knows what I'm bringing home. If I hit a clearance section at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. if I think I can flip something or the other day, I was like, we're refinishing a brand new dining room table. I hope you're excited. And he's like, what, come again. What did you buy? What did you, (laughs) we're going to refinish this. Okay. Uh, But he's totally on board with most of the projects. (laughs) So let's talk about these headscarves. I saw some of the prints. They're super bright, colorful. You have a fun image on your photos of the Instagram for Acasa Luneta. Um, do you have a bunch of them in stock currently that you have, or is it a little bit like made to order? I have um, stock in them. Like I have around like five per print. Okay. And there are also two sizes. Okay, so what I would do first off is it's really hard to get noticed on Etsy. I don't know if you mm-hmm. tried soiling on Etsy before, but they always want you to get like pay for advertising to get at the top of the search. And, you know, I found it hard and I've had friends try to like gamify the algorithm on it by having people like friends buy from them and then like, send them money back or you know just to help boost them in the search um but what i would do is get on facebook go to facebook marketplace and start listing your headscarves in the different prints and put them on there and then also join the local groups for your area um for and i would do it for both miami and gainesville since you're going to move there And in those groups, you'll find like a number of garage sale groups and, you know, community groups, community sales, women's sales, you know, sky's the limit. Join all of those groups. And then when you list your item for sale in Facebook Marketplace, you can just start checking all the boxes of where to also post it. And then once it gets approved, then it's visible by more people. So I would start with that. Also start um, eBay as well. I don't know okay. how scarves are doing, headscarves are doing on eBay, but I just start listing things and it's free to list there. Um, and then also like on TikTok or wherever, start wearing them in some yeah. of your videos and things like that. And people will be like, oh, where did you get that? Oh, you can DM me. I'll send you one. You know, like exactly. here's the cost, here's what it takes. So that's where I would start with it. Um, then once it starts to grow, you know, then you can get like um, a Shopify website or things like that. But I think right off like Shopify, I don't know if it charges you or it's free for like 14 days or something like that. But if you're not having like sales coming in currently, then I just wait on it and do it the other way. Yeah, I think it's going to help a lot. And at the same time, I think I have to talk like more about it on the Instagram page because it's funny how some friends have texted me like, hi, like I love your account, but like, what are you selling? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, okay, so I'm not sending the right message because if I were doing that, they would know like um, this, like hair scars are, are on sale. Or even do like a tutorial of how to properly wear a headscarf and do it as a video, post it to TikTok and also on Instagram and wherever else you're at. And then people will be like, oh, I need to get one of these. Oh, these from Mariana are super cute. How do we get one? You know, and then- DM me for purchase. That's what you say. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So definitely use that. Um, I think that'll help. And honestly, I know we've seen it like Gary Vaynerchuk says it. 
and so forth. And like flip life is real. If anybody out there is struggling with like extra cash, you know, open up your closet. You probably have extra things. Um, and you'd be surprised at what items actually sell. Do you flip clothes too? Yes. I'm not, but I'm doing, so the clothes are different. So I have like older clothes that I have at home that I never really wear. And then also some like thrift store finds. Uh, mm -hmm. So, but on the thrift store ones, like I make sure if it's like a good brand, sometimes even at Goodwills, you'll find clothes that still have the tags on them. Um, things like that. And you're like, oh, this will be a really good flip. Then there are items that you just have to double check on the sold of what's sold on eBay that you can filter. Mm -hmm. And the other day I found, um, this is going to sound crazy, but it was a high-end gourmet brand of instant dry yeast to make breads with. And wow. like a local grocery store here, um, had a ton of them. They bought extra for the holidays and people never bought it. So they marked this like seven, $8, one pound bag of yeast down to 10 cents. So like, right. I bought a, I bought like five yesterday and I was like, okay, I'm just going to test the waters see how they flip on eBay. If I need to go back in a couple of days, I can buy the rest of the yeast um, and see what happens. But like, if you think about that, it's just like spend 10 cents, a couple of minutes looking for something and each one could bring $5 of profit or whatever it is, whatever it ends up selling for. But that's like quick cash right there for people who right. are struggling and things like that. And a lot of things, like I said, can be found in your house of like, whether it's clothes, I'm trying to think of what else is sold recently around here. Clothes, there is a couple of bandanas that sold that I didn't think would. Um, yeah, just random stuff that I'm like, oh, well, I'm not using it. It's taking up too much space. Let's see what happens. Let's just list it. Totally. That's awesome. And you just post them online. Like you don't do anything else with them. Nope. I mean, there's a whole section in the closet right now of eBay stuff that's listed. <laughs> so if I leave the house like, and something sells, if I'm in Texas and I'm like, hey, I'll text my sister and be like, hey, this just sold. Um, can you help me? I'll send the shipping label to you you know, it's hanging in the closet, just pull it, grab it. All you have to do is seal the bag and that's it. That's awesome. That's so, awesome yeah. because I, my sister and I, we, we want to do that kind of stuff. We actually, one time we went to, um, I don't know, I don't remember the name of the store, but we went to like a clothing store and we found like so many good things on sale, like crazy things, like a shirt, I don't know, like a good brand for $2. But we tried doing that, but I think it just didn't work out because we didn't know how to like post them or like do like everything, like the process. And at the same time, we didn't know how to like sell by ourselves. So we, you know, end up doing nothing. But I think it's actually a great idea. Yeah, there's a learning curve to it. If anybody's watching this and wondering like, what are you talking about? Um, go Google right now, Gary Vaynerchuk's trash talk series. It lays it out. There's also an article about it step-by-step step, how to do it. Um, yeah, there's probably a thousand dollars in your closet right now. Um, for those of you listening to this, if you have a bunch of stuff and you're like, I need some extra cash, open up your closet. Um, but yeah, like there's so many ways to sell and it just takes putting yourself out there. Yes. So if, totally. you, if you need help in the future, send me a DM or anything like, hey, I will. What's, what's your advice? I need some help. Um, but yeah, the bandanas sound really, really cute. And like I said, 
I've seen the prints, they're super fun and things that you can wear, you know, like just to add some spark and creativity and brightness to your outfit in your day. Totally. Not only like on your head, but on your purse or like in your belt or even as a shirt, like as a top, you could wear them too. So it's, it's awesome. Um, what's been one of your favorite things since you've moved to the U.S.? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think that definitely being able to progress on my, I guess, rejection to changes because I see myself a 15 and I try not to judge my old self because at that time I had different priorities and different, like a completely different mindset. But I think I've grown into the women I'm today because of moving to the U.S. So I'm really grateful of that. And I'm grateful of all the like freedom I've gotten here because I'm able to like drive and do whatever I want because I have like my own money like of course I live with my mom so I have limits but um I feel like I have all this freedom and I have all the choices and and all the opportunities I want like for me there's like not something like impossible like if I want to do something I'll set my mind to it but it's just like really frustrating not having like the resources or like the open door for you to do it like back home it's just kind of like a mess um it's one of like the place I love the most but it's really hard not being able to go out because there's just like too much like violence and and, and people can rob you or whatever so here like like being able to feel safe to feel free to feel um, that I have a choice to make and not something like someone forcing me to do something. It's just like my favorite thing. Ooh, I love that. And it's a perspective that those of us who have lived in this country their whole life, like never fully understands. Like if you were at this place where, you know, there's a high level of violence and you can try to progress as much as you want but you know for a fact that you're not going to get there. Like it's a whole new door of opportunities. And I am so happy that you guys won the green card lottery. Cause I know how it's like um, friends in France and Spain are always applying. And then like they win, it's like a dream come true. And like, uh, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Um, but like you said, it's a whirlwind of change that comes along with it. And you have made the most of those changes. And as we wrap up this show, I wanna say, the one question that I always ask is, what has been one of the biggest blessings over the past year? Oh, I think, um... I feel like I've been like so blessed my whole life. It's funny because in like in our Christmas dinner, like family dinner, we were all talking and I was telling my family how grateful I felt with where we were like at the time. Like it's crazy how many people are like saying that 2020 was the worst year and it was awful. And I find it like so differently like for, I find it the complete opposite I feel like it was a great year um I learned so much I I grew so much and I think I'm a completely different person for the one that I was in, in 2019 so I think the biggest blessing would be to be able to be appreciative of all the little things like at the end of the day during the whole year thanks to God I have food on my table. I had a roof over my head. I have, I had my family. I had my friends. I had my two lungs working perfectly. And I feel like just so blessed by that. And I try to tell people that because um, 
they kind of forget like they just think of all the negative things like oh I have to wear a mask like oh I have to stay home more than I used to but listen like look at all the things that you have that many people are not having so it's just a blessing to have all those things by far a blessing preach this to the choir Mariana because (laughs) people need to hear this be grateful for what is right in front of you. You know, like those little things make a huge difference in life and your life. And like you said, food on the table, roof over your head, you're able to breathe. You know, the sun is shining. You, it's a great day. Like what more do you need? I love that. So Mariana, what's a way for people to connect with you? Social media handles, things like that. Yeah, so the two um, social media platforms I use the most are Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me at Mariana BCF. Um, And I also have a Twitter, but that one's Mariana at FBC, I think, because the one of the original one wasn't available. I'm trying to work on that, but you can (laughs) find me on those. Okay. I'll be sure to add that to the caption and all of the show notes, wherever you're watching uh, or listening to this episode from, you can connect with Mariana on there. Mariana, it's been so good chatting with you today. Like I'm so warm and bubbly. I've said this before, like these conversations really, really brighten up my life and they're a highlight of my day when I have podcasts and coffee and it just brings that element back that we all need of having people in our life to connect with and share stories and share life so thank you so much for doing that today and being on the show Uh, it's been amazing yeah it's been great thank you again for having me and as I said on the beginning after it I just feel great I feel like I have this energy in this like warm feeling so thank you for that oh you're welcome and I hope (laughs) everybody who's listening to this has that warm energy and feeling as well as you're drinking your coffee or tea whatever you have I just hope this high energy resonates and transfers over to you guys and you guys have an amazing day as you listen to this and continue on and being grateful for the life that we have today. And that is a wrap on this episode of Coffee with Bobby and Mariana. Thank you so much.